If your right hand causes you to sin, your right eye causes you to, to sin, you know, get rid of it. He's speaking hyperbolically, so <laughs> keep those body parts intact. Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. So, one of the things that I've learned over the course of my life, but especially over the course of my life as a priest, is how different people are. What I mean by that is how different people can hear the exact same thing, can see the exact same thing, can be presented with the exact same thing, and respond really, really differently. I mean, duh, that's kind of one of those things that's just, well, that's called being human. Of course it is. So here's a quote that I came across. I might have even repeated it or said it. It is, there's only one reason you are not yet a saint. And that's because you don't want to be one. And <laughs> when I first heard that, again, my temperament is like, my personality is like, yeah, let's go. Let's get after this. Let's do this thing. But I know so many people who I love, so many people who are good people who hear that exact same quote, those exact same words, in the exact same tone, there's only one reason you're not yet a saint. It's because you don't want to be one and just feel condemned. Where I feel inspired and encouraged, they feel condemned. And like, okay, thanks you for, thank you for reminding me that I'm a loser. And I think about this, like, wow, well, why? Like, what's going on underneath that where one kind of person can hear that and be inspired and another kind of person, again, good people, can hear that and be so discouraged, feel so condemned. I believe that this quote, maybe it might be a St. Jose Maria Escriva quote, maybe it's not, it sounds like something he would say. I think to, in order to like get past this, get past what can feel like condemnation and also even get getting past what feels like just simply inspiration. I don't think it's merely either of those. It's, I don't think it's condemnation. I don't think it's just inspiration. I think there's something else going on. We have to understand what what it's really saying. So, the last line, you don't want to be one. Let's understand that in this context, the word want is making a distinction between simply wishing for something and actually willing something. Like really simply desiring something and actually choosing a thing. So, in our lives, <laughs> there's a difference we know between wishing for something and willing it. There's a difference between desiring something and choosing it. And one of the things that's happening in this quote, the person is making the distinction between like, oh yeah, gosh, one day I hope so. One day I, I hope for. One day I, I, I wish that things would be different. And saying actually, but, but today's the day. This is the moment that this is your opportunity. You actually can will, you can choose to be a saint as opposed to, I just, I just, I'm waiting around wishing for it. And I think again, so if, if I need to hear this, if I need to hear that, okay, you know what? Um, I've been, I've been liking the idea of, of being a saint. I, I've been liking the, the notion of, of belonging fully to the Lord. I've been liking the idea and drawn to the idea of that, you know, maybe someday I, I will say yes to God with my whole heart. That maybe that quote is getting to the place of saying, okay, maybe today's that day. Maybe this is that moment where it's no longer wishing but actually willing. It's no longer simply desiring but actually choosing the thing. Because that's what it's saying, is there's only one reason you're not yet a saint, is you haven't chosen it yet. And now, now here's the next piece. The next piece is, okay, so you just need to white knuckle it and like, you know, to say, hey man, grab onto this and, and don't let go. No, that's not what it's saying. Well, if it is saying that, it's incorrect. But I think it's saying something else. I think it's saying something about, here's, if I look at my life, here's how I realize that this quote has some truth to it. There's only one reason, Father Mike, that you're not yet a saint. It's because you do not yet want to be one. You haven't chosen. Here's, let's look at this. At least two or three areas. One, I have to ask myself the question, are there things in my life 
that are incompatible with holiness? Are there things in my life that are incompatible with God's will? Are there things in my life, in my environment, that I allow them to be there, even though I know, I know that either maybe near occasions of sin or they actually are sin or they don't help. And it's one of those, those elements where if that's the case, then I realize, okay, I haven't, yeah, there's only one reason. I have not free of this thing. I don't want to be free of this. And in some ways you can think of like, here's an alcoholic who says, I, I want to stop drinking. But if you go over to their cabinet, it's full of alcohol. You'd say, okay, well, here's a first step. Now, I can't say I want to be free of alcohol, my alcoholism, and keep alcohol in my home. Like, that's incompatible, right? That would be, I'm tolerating what is incompatible with my freedom. So, if I have things in my life that are incompatible with the Lord's will for my life, incompatible with holiness, then the first step is I have to get rid of those things. And that's why I always say just, you know, one of those things, because keep this in mind, just getting rid of them doesn't mean I'm rid of it inside, right? (laughs) Just getting rid of the alcohol from the cabinet doesn't mean I'm no longer an alcoholic. But it's that first step, and that first step is so important. One of the reasons I keep coming back to this, this, this phrase of be patient with yourself, because realize this is a long journey. Be patient with yourself, but, but be ruthless with your environment. Be patient with yourself, but ruthless with your environment. If there are things incompatible with God's will in my life, they have to go. To whatever degree that I can get rid of them, they have to go. That's the number one thing. Second, second is this, is um, there needs to be things that are a part of my life. So what are some of those things? Well, there's things like prayer. I need to, if I, if I want to uh, ha, you know, belong to the Lord, if I want to belong to God, I have to actually say yes to him. And I can only say yes to him if I hear his voice. And I can hear his voice if I'm praying. So that recognition of being able to say, like, am I taking any time to pray? Now, our spiritual lives also involve things like fasting and almsgiving. So prayer is one thing that's good. It's carving time out of your day to listen to the Lord, to listen to scripture, to read scripture. All those things really important. But when it comes to fasting and almsgiving, that's one of the ways in which our prayer can be converted into real, real life stuff, right? So we all know people like that. Actually, we probably are people like this. Where in prayer, I am great. In prayer, I am like really holy. I'm getting a lot of holy thoughts. I have thoughts of generosity. I have thoughts of patience. I have thoughts of mercy. I have thoughts of, you know, maybe some other intrusive thoughts too, but of, of anger and all these kind of things. But for the most part, yeah, I'm a saint in prayer. It's the actually implementing what God fed me in prayer in my real life. Fasting and almsgiving are ways we can take that prayer that is kind of like abstract and ethereal or just maybe purely spiritual and make it really practical. So, first thing is be ruthless with my environment. Whatever's incompatible with holiness, I got to say no to it. Secondly, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Prayer, coming into the Lord and in the Lord's presence and hearing his voice, and then fasting and almsgiving. Does, and I'm not saying you need to pray 12 hours a day, you need to fast you know, like this or give away all your stuff. What I'm saying is, is there any element of prayer in the course of my day? Is there any aspect of fasting or self-denial that's part of my day? Is there any aspect of giving or serving that's part of my, part of my day, part of my natural life, right? So those are the first thing, incompatible, get rid of it. Second thing, prayer, fasting, almsgiving. The third is, Am I living the sacramental life of the church? Because one of the realities, of course, is we're not meant to do it on our own. You're, when you are baptized, you're incorporated into the body of Christ, which means a lot of things. But one of the things it means is that we're meant to actually live the sacramental life of the church. So we are baptized and given that, that, 
the grace of holy baptism. We are healed in confession. We're strengthened and fed in the Eucharist. Like, to live the sacramental life is indispensable. It's indispensable when it comes to pursuit of the Lord. So, here's the thing. What am I choosing, right? Not just wishing for, but actually willing. Is it get rid of what's incompatible with the Lord and his plan for my life? Is it a life of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving? And is it part of the sacramental life? Now, here's the last thing, and this is the last thing that's so important. I do all those things. Wonderful. Why am I not yet a saint? (laughs) Great question, Camper. Because. Because, not because you don't want it, but because becoming a saint is actually God's work. At the beginning of this, I said this, I think I said, I meant to say at least, that this statement, I don't know if it's true, but it has truth to it. Because ultimately, ultimately becoming a saint is God's work. Same with, so is prayer. Just keep, keep this in mind. You go into prayer and uh, you're going to make time for prayer. Whatever happens then is God's grace. Whatever happens in the context of that prayer is it's his work the Lord allows us to contemplate. The Lord allows us to enter into meditation and enter into conversation with himself. We don't do it on our own. And the same thing is true when it comes to holiness. And I think St. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. He says, you know, others planted, others I watered, other people planted, whatever, but God grants the growth. It's God himself that grants the growth. What we're doing when we choose, when we want to be a saint, we're getting rid of the weeds, right? We're getting rid of what's incompatible with Uh, God's will. We're planting those seeds in prayer and fasting and almsgiving. We're watering through that sacramental life of the church, but it's God who gives the growth. And so we know this. We know that, yes, okay, I'm going to start doing this. I'm I'm going to start choosing this. I'm going to start acting on this. And then I'm going to be patient. And then I'm going to say, Lord, at your time, God, at your pace, we don't make ourselves holy. God does. He's the one who does it. And so, yes, there's only one reason you're not yet a saint, because you don't yet want to be one, don't want to be one. Yes and no. For the part that is the yes, we act on it. And for the part that's not completely true, we say, Lord, I trust you. <laughs> Your time. I'm just simply showing up. And I'm simply saying yes. Anyways, that's what I think. From all of us here to Sense Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless. <laughs>